0: Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Dude, is it a sign that you've made it now that your fans have started to add you on
1: LinkedIn? I think it's got to be. Dude, I've gotten three. Oh, there's another one. I think I also got um like a bot trying to sell us services on LinkedIn. I showed you that one last night, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. No,
0: it was that one lady in Phoenix. Yeah, which is a very Russian name. Which which is is where I'm from. You know, it's still one
1: of those things where I was like, this doesn't seem real. Yeah. No, it doesn't. So.
0: Um, but it's cool when a, a nice lady in England, I forget the oh, name. Yeah, she top. Did. I forget the name off the top of my head, but she sent she sent me a message like, hey, I love your podcast. And then there's Tim Major, my favorite bloke in Australia that oh, messaged our, me. That's our guy. Yeah. Tim. And then um, my other dude, Sarthak Rustogi. I remember you on LinkedIn. Oh, you know,
1: I'm actually just also now just looking through like. Our messages in general on like the combined between facebook and instagram holy shit i know I we think, have a lot of fan interaction with which i, which I, I love think is it. awesome yeah it's, you know i think of it it's only and i think i'm like oh yeah four or five a week and i'm like pretty happy and then i realize no it's definitely more than that no. it's definitely more than the four or five which and is it's,
0: really cool yeah which is really cool given the fact that we have no idea still what we're doing did you know that over five trillion dollars exchanges hands on a daily basis That's an average of over $220 billion an hour. Now how does this much money move every single day, and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders, who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business, are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. Ah, uh, welcome back to Drunkenomics, everybody. I gotta shut myself up in the intro because I just can't stand my own voice anymore. 25 straight weeks. Of editing and listening to my own voice, man. It's twenty
1: six weeks. It's just this is the twenty fifth episode, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so if you can stand this voice, then welcome to Drunkenomics. Glad you can make it here with us. We are currently drinking some. what is this Buffalo Chase? Oh, it's definitely the Buffalo Chase. Buffalo Chase, man. Cheers to you in Dallas, Texas. Appreciate oh, yeah. your kind words and your patronage for our podcast. But uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Just welcome back. To I just we, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. This is we just drink and we talk, uh, talk about economics. So we talk about triple down economics and why it's so awesome we need to introduce ourselves we do need to introduce ourselves before we talk about sugar down economics what was my name what's your name well i think think my name is james in okay. fact, yeah, that checks out. That no, checks I know. Out. no, That's right. No, I thought it was Jim, but Jim is also James. That's so right. That makes yeah, sense?
1: No. <laughs> yeah. And I think
0: that makes you Aaron. No, that does make me Aaron. It does. That's right. All right. All but It right, checks out. We have the two most Jewish names ever. Definitely up there. I mean, it's, you're not David. That's the only thing that could probably be well, yeah. more Jewish.
1: <laughs> or Saul, maybe. But your last name
0: is Goldwater, so. Yeah,
1: which really, I mean, let's just put it it's a hell of a lot closer than Wong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: this is economics. Uh Pour yourself a stiff one and drink with us. Like I said yeah, in the like intro.
1: Fi- it's time to fill and kill, guys. Yeah. Um, Have you heard the joke about trickle-down economics? It doesn't trickle down. Well, 99% of you won't get it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think your math check's out there. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and I'm not going to lie. If Ronald Reagan was running for this election, I'd probably vote for him. But that's not really because I'm the biggest, staunchest Ronald Reagan supporter. It's because I'm not supporter of the two candidates that are up right now. That is, the I mean, reason.
1: I have some problems with Ronald Reagan's economics personally. Right, uh, his, but, his debt to GDP. Boy, did he just.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, let's just say he was uh, he was one of those guys crying for more leverage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How dare you say Ronald Reagan yeah. cried? <laughs> yeah, but the thing that
0: trickled down economics is you know, and that was his deal was. You know, you have a wealthy guy that starts a business and employs a lot of people. That's the premise of Trickle Down Economics. Am I wrong? Well,
1: the the premise of Trickle Down is that you lower taxes on business and on the wealthy to encourage them to- uh, To to reinvest that. Yeah. It's also where you create the term job, job creator. Yeah. Where that comes from. Fun fact, they're not. And it, Well, job a,
0: creator is a really loosely- It's a nebulous term. It's a very nebulous term. And the thing is, so there's a documentary on Netflix called Inequality for All.
1: Absolutely fantastic. I, I watched
0: it. it recently. It's absolutely phenomenal. I've,
1: I watched it- I watched it twice. I need to watch it
0: again. Yeah, and I'm going to watch it again. And I recommend everybody go out and watch absolutely it. Absolutely, if you're listening to this that, yeah. voice, definitely go out and watch that documentary. I
1: absolutely should.
0: Um, but also prepare for the bias because and he well, he's Ro- up. It's, front. Robert Reich. it's Robert Reich. He's up front about it. Yeah, uh, he was the economic advisor for Bill Clinton. He's labor
1: secretary for Bill Clinton. Or
0: labor secretary. That's right. He's yeah, um, he he secretary of labor. He's he's a very left wing thinking guy. Yeah, but
1: to be fair, he's also extremely well educated. He's, a he's, Rhodes, he's a, he was a Rhodes scholar. He's yeah, you know, but he's teaches also at Stanford. I think. Or, yeah, but
0: he's also he teaches at Berkeley. I think. Uh, mm. Or maybe I, I mean, but he did teach at Harvard he did, yeah. before he went to the to work um, for Yeah, but economically he looks at things with a really neutral perspective, right? It's a lot of it's his, based on research. I, I would
1: agree. It's very his his analysis is is insightful, and I would say neutral.
0: Yeah, so, you know, he, he proposes this thing, you know, he talks about trickle down economics, and there are certain things about trickle down economics that are true, like wealthy people do sometimes invest in businesses. I mean, it's a, let's this way, it's, it's a
1: hell of a lot easier for a wealthy person, for a capitalist, to actually start a business than it is for, say, you and me, as yeah, we know. as
0: we are working and giving as, getting as the, we, we are, are turning on one, yeah yeah but um like there are things about trickle down economics that are true like I said if if you're worth 500 million dollars what's a million dollars to you to start up a a card dealership for someone right yeah you know, or to like buy fit half the equity and be a silent partner in, in a car dealership mm-hmm. right? buying into being being a essentially being able to be an angel investor into businesses exactly yeah. an angel investor that's that's the term I was looking for and you came up with it thank you uh, so there's some things that about trickle down economics that works but the vast
1: majority of it doesn't
0: yeah but the vast majority of what does work is what robert wright talks about in this documentary it's called middle out right Mm -hmm. so that the the middle class is the ultimate driver of an economy this is what this documentary talks about is the middle class is ultimately their spending habits their investing habits are essentially what moves an economy
1: as i read it it's it's more if you want a a strong vibrant growing economy you need to have a strong growing vibrant middle Class. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's when that starts to shrink as the middle class has done, or when we start to, or last, we start to yeah. kind of redefine what middle class means, because the question of what isn't, what is the middle class? Well, the middle class today is not the middle class. Of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. You know, you had this idea that the middle class meant that you could, you know, it was, the, it was the working professionals. You could, you had a good job. You could, you owned your own home. You owned, you owned your cars. You could take vacations and go places and you'd have enough money to save for retirement. Yeah. Comfortable, comfortable retirement. And that's just not. Well, if
0: you look at like the median salary in the U.S., mm-hmm. right? The median household, HHI in the U.S., it's like what? 60,000 a year? That's roughly. Yeah. And it's, you know, a lot of jobs fresh out of college are around 50 to
1: 60,000 a year. Which tells me that. Not a whole lot so, of upward mobility. Yeah,
0: so you start out like I just recently interviewed for a job, and that we'll have that we'll have news for you guys next week on Aaron's status. Yes, my professional status, His professional status, not as a golfer, but you know, as like an actual like yeah. you know person becoming a working stiff. Yes, one of those people. We'll have
1: news, good and bad. Or um, both. Maybe both. Yeah, it's well, it's definitely going to be both. No, we're getting yeah. so, so stay tuned. So stay tuned for that next week, folks. Yeah. Episode 26. i was just saying like that job, like
0: it'll pay, I'm guessing, you know, 50 to 60 a year, which is pretty mm-hmm. close to the HHI pre-tax. Mm-hmm right? And yeah. that to me is just like, I mean, how, how much, how much spending room do you have? How much saving room do you have? If you're a family of four and your household income is 56 grand a year, you know what yeah, I not mean? not a whole
1: lot. So that's taking households, I guess, kind of as opposed to taking individuals. Um, I guess theoretically you could combine that and say that you're making a hundred thousand, but it's probably more like 90. You're probably, someone's making 55, someone's yeah. making maybe 35 would be my guess. So you've got 90,000 between you, you got four people in the house. So you've got- No, but your household much- income
0: is the whole thing. It's So if your household income is 60 grand, that means... One Boy, person's making
1: Anna. 30 and the other one's making 30. You know, yeah. and if there's a 14-year-old. Uh, and, that, and, you know, really, and that's one of the really interesting things that they point to or that Frank points to yeah, is, that the is, is the idea that it's not that salaries have increased the way American households have increased their income is that the second person has, go, has gone to work. Yeah. Is that it used to be that you'd get that 55, dollars $60,000 or you'd get that middle class with just essentially the husband working his wife could stay home uh-huh. right? and pursue maybe some small part-time work but not but not full-time. Right. And then, or like a
0: side hustle like the husband writes a book and it sells hundred copies, right? Yeah,
1: that, and that kind of thing. You know, essentially, like the, the, the Sally mate stuff, right? Yeah. Like where, but the if we look at, I mean, this is and this is the productivity gap we were kind of talking about last week a little bit. As but productivity, that we're going to get into more. We're going to get into tonight. But as the productivity increased salaries didn't mm-hmm. and so you have essentially now someone doing the work that historically would have taken two people maybe even three,
0: three or four and they're doing yeah. it by
1: themselves and what are they getting paid for are they getting paid for doing that two or for, for the fact that they're outputting what was two or three people's no they're getting paid for themselves and so they're doing they're getting paid essentially a th- for what they're doing they're getting paid for a third the value of what they're producing right
0: yeah we'll, um, we'll get into that more because because i have several questions because i don't mm-hmm. know very much about it and if you I don't mean, know much about it you're on my team and, listen up. and we're going to pound James with some questions about this. But yeah, I mean, like I said, inequality for all, check it out. You know, Mm -hmm. economics always has been and always will be determined by the spending habits of the – and spending habits, saving habits, and investing habits of Of the the middle class. class. And and the reason we can ignore –
1: I I shouldn't say ignore, but the reason we can kind of discount, like, the the working class, the lower classes, because just about every penny they get, they're They're going to spend. They have to. And And they're going to spend on inelastic products. mm -hmm. They're going to spend on things with low margins. Yeah, they're absolutely going to – they're going to be buying – they're going to be paying their rent. They're going to be buying food. And close right, so there. There's a huge amount of consumption going on there. Mm-hmm. So and that's and that's kind of if you want to know why the uh, yeah, direct be... the direct stimulus payments in the wealth. Let's put it this way: that everyone in the ra- around the or everyone in the Western nations that we've kind of referenced in the past have gotten a pay- a direct payment every month. But the U.S. can only afford and as you've heard me complain, the U.S. can only afford to apparently pay it twice, and and it actually is going down on the second one if the Republicans get their way. Which yeah, well, I don't think well, they will. Let's,
0: uh, hold on before we get into that because I want uh, we need to, we need to cover up some less serious subjects. So first. First of all, mm-hmm. there was someone on Instagram. Ooh, questions. Yes, questions, but first of all, Cooper Evans, good to hear from you again. Uh, hope Hi, things welcome are, back. Yeah, hope things are going well in Athens, Georgia. He asked for some whiskey recommendations Ooh. because he says also for someone who has only blacked out on whiskey and bourbon he blames Athens for that, which, I, you know, I don't blame you for enough. I don't blame you for blaming Athens. I wouldn't the Athens. blame
1: the bourbon. Yeah. I mean,
0: or, or yeah, you know what? As a matter of fact, I don't blame you. For, like, you blame the bourbon because bourbon tastes too good to not drink. It's hard so, to stop. Bourbon recommendations. I, I'm going to start with this because screw you. Uh, my, bourbon, my bourbon tastes better than yours. Fine, <laughs>
1: so, you start then.
0: So, my favorite bang for buck bourbon, hands down, and I'm not getting paid to say this. My favorite bang for buck bourbon, hands down, is Eagle Rare. It's We're not getting paid to say
1: this. Yet. Yet,
0: if Eagle Rare wants to pay me for this, I will absolutely sell out. Like, yes, I'll take payment in free in free bird. I'll take it in kind as well. I'll take payment in um, Eagle Rare, but Eagle Rare is my favorite bang hey, for buck. E.H. Taylor is a very close second. Ooh, Colonel. Yeah. yeah, Colonel Taylor is awesome. So it's E-H-E dot H dot Taylor. Yeah, Colonel E.H. Taylor. The so Buffalo good. Trace is the big distillery. They, mm-hmm. they own the distillery of Pappy, of Bland's, of Rock yeah. Hill Farms, of Eagle Rare. And
1: that, for me, if, if we're going to oh, yeah, go with- yeah, Rock with, Hill Farms. For me, it's yeah. Rock Hill Farms. It's just the- Best bourbon I've had. It's so, I, I mean. I don't
0: know. To me, Rock Hill Farm is too much like an apple.
1: I couldn't tell you what it is about it, but just something. It's just so. It's excellent. I
0: mean, I like it better than Weller, if that means anything to you. Weller
1: might be the my bang for buck. Well, because it's so cheap. Yeah. And it's and really it, good. For its price, yeah. It's also weeded, so it's a little different. It, I kind of know. I, I feel like that gets yeah. to me a little, a little sweet. I
0: know, but it's Willard to me is like ridiculous. Like, I can't drink it because it's, it's not that I, like I can't drink it. I don't enjoy it as much because it's too sweet. It's it's like almost brandy esque. You know what I mean? That's
1: fair. It's fair. Oh, have you had the new one, the, the CYPB or whatever? Oh, no, I haven't tried that one yet. Is that any good? That's so. That is like a Kanye. Are is you serious? Sweet. Like you, you'll hear us a lot of times say like bourbon is sweet and it is, but it's a it's an aftertaste of sweetness. This one is actually sweet in your mouth. Seriously, yeah, it's like an it's like an apple brand. It's Ew. it's it is sweet like a. Well,
0: now brand. I'm definitely gonna have to try it. Um, I mean, outside of outside of Buffalo Trace, Angel's Envy is awesome. Mm-hmm. There's certain things from Elijah Craig, Four Roses that are good. Oh, yeah, Woodford, the the basic Woodford, I'm not the biggest fan of. I, I'll drink it any day of the week, but I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, Jim Beam makes some great stuff.
1: Jim Beam, they're, they're non-standard. So standard Jim Beam is not my favorite. but no, you, get, and, you get to the other Jim Beams and they're very
0: well, good. And, and we, when we say other Jim Beams, we don't mean like the Jim Beam Black, Jimmy Double Oak. We mean like Booker's. Booker's mm-hmm. is awesome. Booker's Book- is fantastic, especially Booker's for being the, that high-octane. Yeah, Booker's is probably the best cash-ranked b- bourbon, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So Booker's you is know, a distiller- for me,
1: Wild Turkey's actually up there.
0: Oh, yeah, Wild Turkey's... Wild turkey is a really over overlooked bourbon.
1: Yeah, I feel like so. My my view is that I think a lot of people like just have that they like they've seen all the movies where like at Thanksgiving the uncle gets drunk on on wild turkey, turkey, and so they look at it and it's like oh that's it's a low class thing. It's I think it's actually a really good bourbon. Yeah, fantastically. Every year at Thanksgiving, my favorite thing to do is a um is a gravy back with yeah. uh, with wild turkey. And let's
0: not forget, let's round this list out with uh, Michter's. Victor's bourbon is extraordinary. I've never
1: had it, but having had their rye, I cannot imagine it is
0: bad. Yeah, and I prefer rye over bourbon any day of the week, but- Victor's bourbon is absolutely phenomenal, and then High West. High West bourbon is actually not bad. Whistle Pig makes a good one too. Get
1: your hands on it, Jefferson. Jefferson's. Oh my
0: God, Jefferson's is, Jefferson's small batch and Jefferson's Ocean is the Ocean ridiculous. one I had.
1: There was some salt notes to it that were very interesting. Yeah, it's it's like
0: it's like a Scottish bourbon. It's weird. It's like yeah. it's like a ta- it's like a Talisker. It's like a talus- I was gonna say. It's like a Talisker. Yeah, it's like a Talisker made a bourbon. Yeah. So, so there
1: you go. So the, so there's for our man. Uh, is it cooper, cooper, cooper yeah. evans underscore i
0: love answering booze questions okay. yeah i mean well, not booze whiskey questions <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll really answer yeah. i'll answer
1: booze questions all day that's what we should do we should do a patreon where we just talk to people about making drinks and different booze yeah well, it's dude, kind dude, of what dude, this
0: was supposed dude, to be well, like i'm not gonna lie dude like i don't know like rum i don't know anything about rum i'm a rum guy you're a rum guy you also like you know a lot more about beer than i do i do but i'm a i'm a snob yeah but i'm very much like i love scotch and i love rum oh yeah i
1: would say your your knowledge of scotch bourbon irish whiskey Well, maybe not Irish whiskey. But, yeah. Okay. Then, but but, but but Scotch and bourbon, I'll take you on absolutely. that. And rye, yeah. I'll oh, take and rye, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would say that that's definitely but, yeah. your pick. Uh,
0: what other questions do we have this week? I don't really know. Um. um okay. Hold on. I of one. so Let me pull that one. Up. Ooh,
1: the Microsoft question from Grayson Neal. How about that one? This, okay. Yeah, let's that one, about TikTok. Uh, what was the question? This one's from Grayson. He said, "How do you guys or how do you think the 45-day deadline will affect Microsoft's negotiations to buy TikTok? Do you think it's given Microsoft the opportunity to lowball? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Microsoft's going to lowball either way. Because why? why wouldn't you this is the best value investment microsoft can well, ever next, make so for me i look at it and i go i don't know how i don't know how you monetize tiktok i mean i know how a lot of people have monetized tiktok which is essentially it starts on tiktok and then the next thing you know whatever girl is there is going go to my OnlyFans. fans yeah which apparently everyone has now is that is that a thing like everyone just everyone has an OnlyFans now is that i have no idea Is that what's going on i have on? no
0: idea I, I i don't have a tiktok i've never Neither had do a I. tiktok and I've seen just, TikTok videos
1: And I think they're ridiculous well, I, Sometimes they're funny But Yeah sometimes they're funny And then, I, But I see like It's always like Some girl dancing poorly Or whatever it is but Some people girl, making fun of themselves Yeah And it's so, like Okay how do you make money off this Like And I don't mean like Individuals And I don't know how they do it Necessarily either But I mean like If you're Microsoft How do you monetize this Yeah is it the
0: Facebook model Where you are the product So they're Yeah And, and, that, and that was the thing That's the reason why Trump wanted to ban it Was because They're giving all this information There's there's oh, agreements When you sign my, for TikTok My
1: understanding is that TikTok basically brain rapes your phone yeah
0: because there's a agree- there's agreements that you agree yeah, to, a, it's to it's sign yeah. up for tiktok so you have to agree like can this access your this can this access your this and if you say no at any point it's like nope no TikTok. you can't use this product but and and, yeah you know a lot of this intel is going to china which uh, my
1: understanding is that was it's trump's
0: concern so
1: well i i uh, my understanding is that it's TikTok is going into your phone and it's data mining for um, any anti-Chinese Communist Party sentiment, right? So they're, they're trying to ID that, which is which is obviously it's a good thing to be concerned about. That's not a good thing. It's kind of like that. You remember that face... App the aging face app that it was Russian. The Russian, yeah. It was basically the Russians doing the same thing? Them extracting information from your phone to determine uh, I don't other think things about I
0: thought the whole Russian extracting information. it's just like Facebook extracting information. It's the same. Exact yeah, but the
1: name. difference is here's the thing: Facebook's a company, and I'm, it's I'm American, a, and it's American. So. I'm a little less concerned about that, not by much, than I am by necessarily, necessary. I am very concerned by a totalitarian regime doing the same thing because yeah. that makes me go, "Hang on." Both of them have nefarious intent. The Facebook one, I think, of is course. just slightly more. In send-up front. Yeah, and... and- the
0: thing is, we don't. We also don't live in Russia, so that also makes it a little bit easier for us to kind of avoid any sort of consequence. For that now.
1: yeah, for now, exactly. I've never known the KGB to respect borders. Yeah. Well, they're not the KGB anymore. What are they now? The FSB. I've never known the FSB no to but respect borders. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I do. I do think this is a good time for Microsoft to play ball. You know, like hey, if you want to, if you want to distribute your content in America, or if you want Americans to have access to your content or to your platform or whatever you want to call TikTok, mm-hmm. from a business side, this is a good time for. Microsoft. To yeah, kind Hoover, of,
1: I forget who it is that owns TikTok, but they are kind of between a rock and a hard place. Like they essentially, are. It's, they're ta- it's,
0: they're taking off in America.
1: It's seldom. It's, mi- it's essentially sell to Microsoft or be banned from the United States. Yeah. If you look at that, that's very much a you can have something or you can have nothing. And thirty percent of something is better than a hundred percent of nothing. Yeah. So with that said, I want to move on. Uh, yep. There's
0: another question about uh, the disconnect between the markets and uh, the economy. J.W. the third he basically said, I don't understand why the S and P is so top heavy. I mean, it honestly makes perfect sense that the S and P is very top heavy. Mm -hmm. Granted, do I think the markets are going to be held up throughout the next two weeks? Uh, You know, personally, the longer we go. I don't understand how the market closed up today. I don't understand that, but I also think it's it's off the optimism that they're going to pass something this week. They're going to not that they're they're going to agree to pass something this week.
1: They, I do not believe that for an instant. Really, the Republicans are now waffling on twelve hundred dollars versus a thousand dollars. It's you've got a Republican plan that's roughly a third it's a third the size of the Democratic plan and sneaks in a hundred million dollar or um that sneaks into that trillion dollars a hundred billion dollars for national defense. And the other nine nine $900 uh, billion has nothing to do with COVID. It's things to businesses. And it's, it's as Robert Reich said, if you give money to people without money, they're going to spend it. That's going to drive consumption. That's going to stimulate the economy, making the pie bigger, right? Yeah. It's, that, it's the Henry Ford argument. Yeah,
0: ex- yeah, exactly. So this question was kind of asked in regards to like why the S&P and the I mean, obviously the Dow
1: that price weighted. Yeah,
0: so and then and the Nasdaq is is price weighted too. So, Nasdaq's tech heavy, yeah. Um, but the S and P is just the 500 biggest companies. And if mm-hmm. you take the five biggest companies and the I think it was the 365 smaller companies, the S and P one through five and the S and P like. You know, I don't know what it would be—the 365 smallest, the 200, mm-hmm. 235 to 500. Mm-hmm. Those companies have the same, they have the same people, value, right? they have the same market cap. Yeah, you know,
1: it's well. I okay, think about how big these five are. I mean, they're mass, like, I
0: mean, there are four of them are over a trillion dollars, or at least at one point were over a trillion dollars. Yeah. So, so like
1: that's, that's so when you look at when you have five guys who are essentially just carrying the load, powerful. Yeah, if they're having a good day. Everybody, even if everyone else is having like an okay day. They buoy it. Yeah. They hold it so up. So
0: if you talk about why there's a disconnect between market health and economic health, it's because the economy is in very poor health right now, but the markets are okay. So why is there- We dis- get so much free capital. Yeah. So why is there a disconnect? You know, my answer is because there's too much liquidity. There's too much Absolutely. liquidity from everybody. Banks have Banks too much have cash. Given t-
1: yeah, they have too much. And yeah. they can borrow it for,
0: for free. For free. You know? know, and then retail investors who just got $1,200 that, you know, are still working like, hey, what else am I going to do with this one? I'll invest it. I'll be Robin. I'll save trader. it. I'll invest
1: it. Right, that, and that's the interesting thing because I think and then was, the Robinhood
0: traders too. So like it's it's mm-hmm. driving demand for stock,
1: right? Yeah. So You've got. I mean, the joke is that since the the bookies are closed in Vegas, mm-hmm. that uh, the day traders have. There's had so this, much truth to that. It's just that's where they went. Yeah. Um, so.
0: Short answer, and we've had several episodes about not several. We had two episodes about this. Last week's episode, we talked a little bit about it, and mm-hmm. then we talked about it once more a while like once ago. historically. Yeah, and that was, that was a while ago. Um, I don't know exactly episode what episode that was. I was drinking it. You know, I couldn't tell you, man. I was drinking. I might have blacked out that night. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there were some days in the igloo. Oh yeah, dude. The ig- when we did the corona coronavirus shots. Oh, oh my god! How young and innocent we were. If you, if you listen back to like our episodes that we recorded in February. Before the coronavirus hit the U.S., we created a shot called the coronavirus, and in uh, very
1: poor taste, I might, I might add. Yeah, it, it was well, definitely poor like, taste
0: is a very relative term. Okay, to be so, fair, it was so you, so you you take the Corona beer huh? and then you took a Jose Cuervo, and then you poured it in the neck of the beer. Mm-hmm. and That was your coronavirus. That's coronavirus. I mean, you don't put a lime in it because it's not lime disease. Exactly. Shout right. out to the Twin Cities Lime Foundation. I love you guys. But anyways,
1: <laughs> no, seriously, I, I'm like I'm like friends with the founders. No, so I, it's know, like, I know, you know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like I just remember, I remember when we were sitting there and we were sitting there at Tavern on the Square in the igloo we were like, okay, maybe this will stay overseas because maybe the people in charge are actually going to do something. About it. how foolish I was no, to think no. that.
0: Well, no one in charge did anything about it. Oh, so, exactly. You know. I just,
1: I was sitting here. I just assumed that the people, at the administration, that I assumed that there would be some institutional backstop that would go. This is a very serious thing. Well, we're going to not, not going on this tangent yet, because the, we have
0: uh, one more question that I want to take. Here we are. <laughs> I want to take two seconds to answer. What was it? Oh, the
1: antitrust. Okay, so what do you think is going to come out of that real quick? I mean, these guys are starting... I mean, they're so big, and they're in so many fields. I think that the... Uh, well, because we talked about it on Thursday. Yeah. And we said our conclusion was the
0: reason why Amazon is facing this is because they didn't stay in their lane. Yeah, they Apple, spread. They got really wide. Because Amazon didn't stay in their lane, Apple decided to get out of their own lane too and do other mm-hmm. things.
1: Well, they also... Both of them have just so much money. Well, you have
0: so much cash that you... you, you can got to do you, something. You know, in poker terms, you can big stack bully everybody. So when you're sitting on $250 billion in cash, not to mention almost 200 billion of that is your own. Yeah. You could literally buy Lionsgate. You can buy MGM studios. Yeah. You can buy the major film companies. Yeah,
1: And that, so I think the issue really is,
0: so uh, yeah, I if you think you can buy that the major film companies and then you decide to produce your own films. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like and you got to like, get it through
1: Apple TV or you right. got to get it through Amazon prime or you right. got to buy it through Netflix. Or otherwise you
0: can't watch, you know, and, and not to mention you can go up to like, you know, cause there was that one Apple TV series with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. It's like, why is Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon working for Apple TV? Because they have so much cash that it's no. Oh, there is there is it's uh, nothing to pay them three million dollars for two weeks' work on set, right? Uh, yeah. So well, it's,
1: it's so I'm actually really excited because I mean it, this is what gets me is like we're we're starting to see this um this move back to TV away from movies, which I think is probably a good thing. Yeah. In terms of acting and, and storytelling, I don't. Well, there's there's, a, there's I'm, a I'm a Martin Scorsese purist. That's why. Yeah, but here's the thing: his movies are standalone. I know. Like what I'm hating is that I'm sorry. What I mean is when they take books and they try to make the movies, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, like a no. TV, if you're going to do that, make a TV series, no, no. take the time and do it right. I know, but like, but if you take a Goodfellas as a book, Casino as yeah, a book. Yeah, but it's not like a book Age of Innocence s- is a book. Well, okay, yeah, but it's not like a book series. It's like, But it's, it's a single contiguous story. So, like, Game of Thrones couldn't be done as a movie or, and even as a movie no, series. No, actually not. Amazon bought the rights, and I think they spent a billion dollars to get the Lord of the Rings TV rights. Yeah. So they're going to make a Lord of the Rings TV series. And it's, Which I think would be better. Yeah. It, I mean, like, be, as, is, I'm a Kiwi. I love Peter Jackson's movies. I really do. I love Peter Jackson. I mean, well, I have you're some, from New Zealand. So, absolutely. Yeah. I've, got, I've got some questions about The Hobbit needing to be three films, Pete, but whatever. Um the, yeah. But yeah, if you're going to do it, a, se- a TV series probably would have been. Yeah. If you have the money for it, right? So like if yeah. you have- Well, but I think- so. You know, back to the antitrust yeah. thing. Like, you know, I think, I think that's the reason so why so big, and they're start. So the thing is, these are tech companies that are starting to expand into everything else. So the question becomes, yeah, because if you if you look at the as as Amazon is so efficient that they, we have they, to they're look, they're we, amazingly, impressively, inf- I mean, it's insanely a, it's, it's incredible. Like just from like a pure like, holy cow, is that efficient? The problem with that efficiency is that you know to get that same amount of sales in a brick and mortar, you'd need to employ five times as many people, fifty times as many people, five hundred times and, as many people. And they're the kind of people that you have to pay a lot of money for for that IT, right? Yeah, it, it's you know. so as as I see it, it's they've gotten so big that they're starting to. I don't want to use this for phrase too big to fail because I don't believe any business is too big to fail. And I think the second that a business is recognized or a financial institution is recognized as too big to fail by the government is the second that they do not have to do any kind of risk aversion because they know that they can socialize their losses and privatize their gains. Yeah, which is scary. Um, which is should be criminal. Let's yeah, put it that way. Same thing. Yeah. Uh I it so, so the question the question here says if the Democrats took a clean sweep this election cycle do we think we see a revival of um Sherman Antitrust Act? I think it, I think it probably happen regardless. Yeah, I think it'll probably happen regardless as well. I think there's going to be some questions of if Facebook's purchase of Instagram where you have these Zuckerberg emails that specifically state that he was trying to destroy theoretical future competition, uh you see there's a sweetheart deal between Amazon and Apple TV or and the and one of the Apple TVs that yeah. 15% as opposed to 30%, but you know, and but, it's, it's, you look at it and you're just kind of like, man, this is, but you want to know what not what no- so fair. Yeah, but
0: you want to know what I noticed about the antitrust hearing because it was what Facebook. Google, Apple, and Amazon, hmm. right? For the five Fang stocks, you know what I noticed was that Netflix was not in it. And the reason why I think Netflix wasn't in it was because Netflix stayed in their lane. If Netflix competed against Google for YouTube, let's say YouTube was still in the market, if they gobbled mm-hmm. up Google, uh, YouTube, or if they gobbled up like Spotify. Yeah, okay. Like moving th- into
1: a second industry sector. Right, yes.
0: Yeah, so like if they gobble and well, if they, they gobble up Spotify to compete with Amazon for Amazon music, mm-hmm.
1: right? And uh, see and that's the thing is remember, a vertical monopoly is legal in this country. A whole- Horizontal monopoly is it? And I think that's the reason why yeah, as these guys are getting wider. They're becoming that horizontal know, monopoly. Yeah. And
0: I think it's because, like, Google owns YouTube, Facebook mm-hmm. owns Instagram.
1: I mean, Facebook owns a lot of different things. Yes, they do. The so. thing is, some of this makes sense to their business model. I, uh, so I would say that the buying of Instagram by Facebook probably doesn't itself represent a, a an, trust crea- creation, yeah, like an antitrust kind a, of a, a yeah. situation. But the reasoning behind it. That's where. So when you see Facebook starting to make decisions based on this idea of snuffing out competition, that's where you start to see perhaps concern that antitrust action may be necessary. So let's
0: say these companies get broken up. Does Apple TV become its own company? Does does Amazon Video become its own company? Does Amazon Web Services become its own company? Does Google have to let go of YouTube? That's a good
1: one. So like the interesting thing is. So we talk about Google. What Google Alphabet is the company, right? And um, Alphabet, they do. I mean, Alphabet. Yeah. They. they, I mean, they started as Google, and they changed. Alphabet. Yeah, would they have to split YouTube off? I don't think so. But I think you what you would start seeing is like that they would like the search engine component of things oh, yeah. comes different from like the Google's like some of the other services they provide, right? So like you can't. I I think Amazon's probably the one that's in the greatest amount of danger. Yeah, Apple number two. Well, yeah, well to me it's Amazon and Apple are, are, and are it's, in danger. It's, And it's, if,
0: if Google, if Alphabet, I should say, and mm. Facebook go untouched, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise to me because it, it, it would surprise me if Amazon and Apple go untouched. I agree. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we talked. Uh, Okay, we talked so a long time about that one. Yeah, we talked a long time. Well, we talked a long time about things that were weren't the episode. Yeah. So uh, let's get into the episode real quick. First of all, let's talk about political. which you it? Political instability
1: right now. Concerns, uh,
0: not, not instability. Let's talk about constituencies
1: and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I mean, we mentioned several weeks ago in an episode the, the reason so much of the um, of the first round of the stimulus went to big businesses or went to went to financial institutions and essentially what I would I would describe the um, was the the one that's already passed and then whichever version the three trillion or the one trillion or whatever combination that comes in the future if we get one in the future i don't know but both the stimuluses or both the stimuli yeah. if you really look at them what i would say is it represents a, f- a massive shift of wealth from the taxpayer to the wealthy yeah and
0: you know we we talked about the cap on how much you can donate to a political campaign me and james because we are not a corporation, we can only donate what, what was it, 2800 2800 right? yeah. Yeah. But if you're Walmart or if you're Amazon or
1: Google or unlimited. Netflix, yeah, an unlimited amount, you know, on behalf of the company. I saw really interesting, and this is kind of... so the it's is not representative of the people. No, it's representative of a very specific, either group of people or a very specific
0: entity. Yeah, and you can argue, yeah, it's good for business health in the U.S. No, it's not. No, it isn't. What, what's good would, for has, business health is a strong middle class. Strong that's middle class. Good, that's Absolutely. Good for business
1: Absolutely. Businesses survive based on people consuming their goods or services. Yeah. And if there's no money, let's put it this way, a top heavy capitalist structure collapses under its own weight every time.
0: Well, let's say, let's look at it this way too. So Nikola, the truck yep. company, which is like the Tesla of trucks, yeah. right? Zero revenue this quarter and they exceeded expectations for some reason and the stock price went up. You've heard just my say, feelings on this. Yes. But let's just say... You're a company like Nicola, zero revenues for a very long time, but for some reason people want to invest money with you and they keep throwing cash your way over and over again, year after year after year. Guess what? You're still gonna face some major insolvency issues until oh, yeah. you start generating revenues. Well yeah,
1: you have you have issues until you so generate revenue. You what have drives
0: an economy is not investment. Even though investment is great Investing is awesome. Revenues
1: are more important. Yes.
0: Cash flows from operations are way more important. Business
1: lives or dies by revenue, not by investment. Yeah,
0: exactly. Cash flows from
1: operations, not cash flows from from investing or financing. Absolutely. Because that tells you whether your fundamental business is... Good or bad. Yeah, because what you rely on as a business, if you get
0: cash from invest from investments, like that's an obligation that you have at a future date. If you
1: have cash flows from operational activities, that's something that you've already done. Mm-hmm. In you've the produced something, day. you've sold something to someone who sees value in your product, and a portion of that becomes retained earnings of the firm.
0: Right. And is therefore the firm's money. Yeah. Cash flows from investing is not the firm's like, so like
1: capital's or uh, like so. Well it becomes a- the firm. A- it becomes the firm's money, but it's related to investments in the firm. It's really, yeah, it's obligatory yeah. at a future date. Well, right? The, the issue with equity is suddenly some. If, if you have too much equity out there, someone can take over your company. Absolutely, that's that's why it's equity. You know, you it's know? it's essentially the risk the risk you're you're the risk you're running with all that investment and not having revenues that allow you to say buy back your own shares, reduce exposure to a hostile takeover. That's the
0: thing with the com- with companies like Nicola is like this is a company with zero revenue and their stock price is going up. If their revenue stay at zero, everybody that invested money in Nicola, I mean all that stock is worthless. That's
1: absolutely right. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: It's, if you hold debt in Nicola, you're not getting your money back. You know, if, if yeah, this, that's a problem, you know, too. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying is like, you know, cash flow for finance and cash flow from investment. You know, if you look at a statement cash flows, which I'm sure you've seen a thousand times oh, Yeah, to why, me the
1: most important part is, is, cash is operations. Is operations is, yeah. opera- is is the is the fundamental business practice that determines, or not. Yeah, that determines whether or not your product or your service is valuable. Valued by consumer. well, it, it tells me whether or not I should. It tells me a lot about whether or not my investment.
0: And safe. it tells you actually the fundamentals of business is fulfilling or satisfying a problem that's coming yeah. out there, or is what is your business not solving? Or
1: does your business not solve the problem in a way that the consumer wants? Exactly. Right? So that's, or
0: that's, at an effective or a sufficient yeah. price point, right? Correct. So
1: yeah. With that said, the political constituents seem to be based on based on where the money's going, it's the extremely wealthy and the and, and the corporations themselves, and therefore the owners of those corporations, the shareholders. So it's the investor class.
0: Yeah. So the constituents, like the fact that James and I, or you, unless you're donating money on behalf of your company, you can only donate twenty eight hundred dollars. We have
1: essentially limited free speech, whereas a corporation has unlimited free yeah, so, speech in an election. I can't
0: I don't like to get political, as James knows. Like, it's true. He hates. Like, it. I don't like. I, I vote because I hate politics.
1: <laughs> that's that's why I, I vote, vote every
0: two years. Leave me alone. Yeah, but the thing is, my thing is like you know we talk about a disconnect between the economy and the markets. I think there's a disconnect between politics and the people that they represent. Absolutely. So yeah, politicians, I think are a lot of them are trying to stuff their pockets with money that. Is donated to them by the constituents, and a lot of this is not representative of the people because Apple doesn't represent the people of the United States. Yeah, like I personally don't even think that the interests of Apple represents the interests of its employees. It, no, it's the, it goes it's there. Always,
1: the, it's the the interests of the company are usually representative of the interests of the shareholder. Yeah, so they like have a fiduciary responsibility to the, share, yeah. to the shareholder, and that's fair. But the problem is when you ignore the other stakeholders in your firm. Yeah, like so the, the
0: employees and cons- the community around. And the consumers. The consumers. Absolutely. Consumers are the Absolutely most important stakeholders. stakeholders. Are the most important stakeholders like we just talked about earlier um so i don't want to get political i don't want to write policies but i want to write one policy right now Uh-oh. and it's
1: let's cap off all political campaign donations oh i'd absolutely love to see money out of politics yeah let's cap see, when, it you, all when you when you when you hear people saying like oh they spent a billion dollars it's like why did they oh yeah the, the, or did they or, or did they actually spend a billion dollars right? yeah when you when you hear like so, oh the presidential election you know a billion dollars was spent on both between both sides and it's just like you don't donate that kind of money if you don't expect a positive return on your investment. Yeah. It's like if you're if you're sitting here going I'm willing to spend every a $1 billion dollars every 4 years or each party's like I'm willing to spend $500 million dollars every 2 years every four, every 4 years I'm sorry. And then you have these companies that are donating to make that possible because it's not people because if if it's put it this way if there's if there's 300 million people in this country and you're capped at 2800 you're not going to and most people don't donate. You're no. not going to you're not going to get there. But you don't put that kind of money unless you expect to get that kind of money out. And then it goes well, what what are the only ways I government can give you money well they can give you contracts where you're just gonna take the fucking money and run you know at a profit Or you're looking for tax incentives and breaks which is fair i I mean i i have i have certain disagreements with um this concept of communities going hey we want you here so badly that we're gonna you're not gonna have to pay taxes because then it's like well how are you gonna fund things the, com- the company should be going, look, I, w- I'm co- I want to come here because you have an educated population and it's a good location for me, but you need to do something for me. And my response is the community would be, and, I'm, and this is going to be, you know, Jamestown is not going to have any like any major corporations in it because every time they come and go, hey, give us some tax incentives to come here. My response is going to be no, because they're going to because they're going to come and be like, well, you have a really educated population. We like your location, the amount of infrastructure you've got. And then, OK, you do something for us. And I was like, well, I have a really educated population and I have good infrastructure. I've already done that. I've already made this. You know, a, a useful place. Yeah, but
0: I mean, so you know, like Amazon moving to Chicago. Or, I mean, they wanted to move to New York, and you know, they wanted what three hundred fifty million dollars or billion dollars in tax incentives. I, I can't remember what it was.
1: My response to this: No, you are the wealth. You are one of the wealthiest companies in the world. No, if you want to be here, and and, and the thing is too, and the thing
0: is too, it's like it's it's New York City. So like New York City doesn't need to attract more people. They have enough people, and they have enough companies attracting people away from other cities. But like, let's say Kansas City, for instance. Let's say they wanted to go to Kansas City. If I was Kansas City, and Amazon asked me for tax incentives, I'd be like, absolutely, because. First of all, you're gonna come here. You're gonna spend a hundred million dollars on a new facility. That's a hundred million dollars in sales tax right there that we're, that I'm receiving, right? Not well, if
1: that's not if that's part of the tax incentive. Okay, if, it, it,
0: it. sure, whatever. But that's also a hundred million dollars in construction work in labor. Okay, so theoretically,
1: is, the, so the argument then is that it's it's doing more for the people in the area, and it's like okay, that's fine. But then what happens in six years when the tax incentives run out, and they go, hey, you're gonna renew the tax incentives, or we're gonna leave, and it's like, and then if they leave, now you've got. This property that's not paying any tax, but not that it was before, but now it's run down. You have to maintain it. It's not well, but tax. let's say,
0: but, but let's say this way too. So like, let's, let's like, so Amazon moves to Kansas City and they bring four thousand people with them, right? Let's say they don't even recruit local people; they recruit people from Chicago, they recruit people from. From Oklahoma City. They recruit people from Denver. So they
1: move people into my city. They drive up my real estate prices and they don't help my citizens. Okay. First of all, 4,000 yeah. <laughs> 4, 4, people in a scale of 500,000 people in Kansas City or however They hire 4,000 people. So let's assume that every single – let's assume half of them are married. So now it's 6,000 people. Okay. Time out. Time let's out. Time out, out. They t- have t- kids. out. 10, okay. Time out. Let's
0: – Let's say okay. First of all, let's not, let's not assume that all four thousand of those people are from are from out of town. Let's say half of them are from out of town, half of them are from in Kansas City. Because okay. obviously they're going to look for local talent too. That's to mention that also now there's four thousand people in the middle class in Kansas City that are that weren't there before and that are now going out to bars and restaurants. And tipping waitresses and tipping servers and all that kind of stuff and now those people have more money to spend
1: you know what i mean it's so like i feel no, like no, it's- I, I understand it, it strengthens your economy i suppose my question is why is it that my small businesses have to be paying these taxes and the and the employees of that company are what's stimulating my economy and that company itself thinks i shouldn't have to pay tax because i'm bringing people that are going to
0: well and tax. like you know first of all like i agree like i don't think tax incentives are that great
1: but I see why cities do it. I see why cities do Oh, no, no. Pledge. I absolutely understand why they do it. I just wish that no one would. I wish that they would go, no, come, you know, go to the best Oh, spot. no. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, in a
0: perfect world, no one would. Yeah. So if you don't want to go to Kansas City, don't go to Kansas City. Yeah. But at the same time, if Kansas City is
1: allowed to give tax incentives, why can't New York, right? Yeah, so, no, and, and that's – I'm not arguing that I – mean, I wouldn't argue that point. I, it, I, I'm I, just arguing that it. I don't think that – I don't like that companies shop for the best tax benefits. I don't get to – you know, as, as I, as a citizen, don't get to tell the state or the city, hey, you know what I'd really like? I'd really like a tax credit for yeah. blank. I'd really like to not have to pay property taxes for the next three years because I'm building a new house. Or um, I just bought a new car, so I don't want to have to pay gas tax for well, the next it, six yeah, months. It, it, it's one we, of those things where it's like, okay, if I can't do it, why can they? And, and then, furthermore, it's this the. And this, well, okay, so what
0: what about like states that don't charge property tax?
1: Well, their state structure is developed. That. Yeah, so well, I don't think there are any states that don't charge property tax.
0: Well, or, or what if they say what if they charge a lower percent property tax? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's
1: well, then. I mean, granted, usually it's made up for self, it's made
0: up for elsewhere. Like, yeah, if it's it's made up, it's made up somewhere else. Yeah. If it's lower property taxes, higher sales tax or whatever, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's, it's, and those are structures that that's fine. But generally speaking, I think the places that would charge lower property taxes are also the places that have lower populations or they have such extremely high populations that they can get away with it. Yeah. But um, it's as a percentage of
0: the. I mean it's kind of like i mean the amazon model is very slim margins millions and millions and millions of transactions and that's kind of the model of you know lower property taxes yeah' slim margins but millions and millions of transactions I, I feel yeah and
1: that's i i would agree I mean, I guess my, my issue is just that this idea that it trickles down it doesn't. Yeah, when right. you put the money, when you give money to the people at the top, specifically when you give it to a, when you give so much money to a company and you say, well, you're going to trickle this down, right? And they're like, I'm already guaranteeing my salaries to my staff. I'm not paying them more just because you gave me money. Yeah. And it's, it's I'm going to use it. I'm going to. Well, I mean, it's know. like,
0: and who needs a tax incentive more, Amazon or me? I would right? say you and I both, yeah, you know, I'm just, I would, kinda, I would say that I'm you. that makes, you know, $5 a year bartending, you know, <laughs> like I could really use a it. has been a, it's been a rough it. few weeks for you now. <laughs> um, you saw last week. <laughs> last week's numbers were terrible. Night? Um, wait, oh, that's what you told me that. Jeez, oh, man. man, that is, I'm so was, sorry, dude. I'm yeah, so the last sad, night was right. rough for me. I literally, I
1: watched Goodfellas and um, Hot Tub Time Machine. So that's what I did.
0: Uh, so a not very good movie and the best movie ever made. Gotcha.
1: I know you felt that way about Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. You no, like it so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude, wait, Hot Tub Time Machine, that was that Scorsese movie, right? Absolutely, my man.
1: <laughs> ever since I was a little kid, I always knew <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have a hot tub.
0: No, the intro line was, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to have a time machine. That's, <laughs> That's right.
1: Goodfellas right Time gonna, Machine. You're paying me for the hot tub? You're going to pay me for the hot I'm tub? Funny. funny, like a clown?
0: <laughs> like I amuse you? I literally quote Goodfellas here for an hour. So don't, yeah, don't get me started. We should stop. Yeah. No,
1: I, I guess for me, it's like the, it's the, it's this wage. For me, it's the wage gap. You see that there's so much wealth is being concentrated in these companies and it creates a wage gap. It's it's it's, it's, it's productivity wage gap. Yeah. Which that,
0: I hate to be like this because it's we're, the end of time. It's, it's, we're supposed, it's, to, talk because we're supposed it, to talk about but it, about this and but we go. will for sure talk about it next week. So, yes, we will. Sure. So the
1: buildup is the trickle down economics. It doesn't work. Next week, we'll be talking about where the problem is and why we see so much wealth concentrated at the top. And why it
0: exists. Why this problem still exists. Why this that problem is exists big...
1: and why it's been getting worse over the last 40 years. Let's put it this
0: way. There's too much money. Uh,
1: there's too, there, there's too much money at the top at the top and it's. Not, and, and the people at the top do not consume their share, right? So if, Dude, if I, and to the extent that I say that if you're making 500 times as much as the average person at your company, you are not consuming 500 times as, as much. much stuff, yeah. as many things. And it's that consumption, 70% of the U.S. economy, that without that consumption, they save their money. They sit on it. And so that means that it's removed from circulation. Or you invest it, which means it's removed from circulation for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know, And then so, it's when it's not in circulation, you have wealth that's not in circulation. That's so why people say like, oh, what happens if you give a millionaire $1,200? Well, he's going to invest it. What happens when you give a poor person $1,200? Well, they're going to spend it. Yeah. And the guy who spends it, it's all going to end up in the rich guy's pockets in the end anyway. But as it gets spent at the grocery store, the grocery store store than pays people who spend it at other places. And so that's where you have economic growth.
0: And there is the argument, like I mentioned earlier, you invest in a company, you invest in a startup, you're an angel investor in a startup. And then now this company employs 20 people. Now you have 20 more consumers. There is that argument, but it doesn't work the same way as you go and spend money at a bar. And now this bar has a bartender that got tipped well, And now that bartender can go out and spend more money, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. work the same way as if you you can hire 20 people. Yeah, you have 20 more consumers, but you hired them away from other companies. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, so,
1: it's, and it's also based on the, if wages don't increase- and aren't high enough people can't consume enough so eventually what happens is if the money if the money keeps flowing to the top and not enough stays in circulation or is spent on consumption stimulating the rest of the economy eventually what happens is no one can afford to buy apple's products no one can afford to buy amazon's products or at least not in the numbers they need to survive and suddenly these companies collapse and everything's broken
0: so and this brings me to like my future prediction for this week right the republicans and the democrats you know and i want to I wanna disavow myself from either party, but if they don't come together this week and pass something, I don't think
1: that the market's gonna be able to hold themselves up anymore. I don't care how much liquidity there is in the market. I don't think my it's my view to be on to be. Friday, the same as my view now. It's obviously not what's happening, or at least not what we've seen happen, because markets were up on Friday and today. But we have no idea. So we saw during during the last few months in the U.S., we saw that savings had gone up. People had – so the unemployment was – it was giving people more money, so they were able to consume more and save more. But here's the thing. That's over now. Party's over. Unless it gets renewed some date. But even then, the fact that it the extra money disappeared, there hasn't been a second round of stimulus, that there are 29, no, there's 32.30 30 million, million Americans out of work right least now. It was, I last saw it was 32.3. So. 32.3 million Americans out of work and rent was due Saturday. The eviction moratorium's over. The foreclosure moratorium's over. 32 million people are out of work. The benefits ran out. I think there's about to be a major homelessness crisis yeah. on top of this this major pandemic. And I think that the market, if it continues to go up, if the rich keep getting richer at a time when so many people are suffering clearly, you know, you, you often hear people say, eat the rich they really aren't helping themselves at this point. They're they're not. Mark Cuban has done some things for his Dallas Mavericks employees. And and there's, and so there's some, the rich as as a whole, but yeah, like there's so there there are individuals. if you point out, well, oh, well, this one did something good or that one did something good. Fine. That one. And that one, but you know what? As a class, the rich are not, let's put it this way. When the French rose up and killed their nobles, it was because of behavior like this.
0: In this day and age, it's kind of like, God, everybody's hands are tied, but, If I gave you $2,000, if I put you in the middle of the street and gave you $2,000 to spend, what are you going to do? The first thing you're going to do is buy a roof over your head. And then mm-hmm. what's the next thing you're gonna do? You're gonna buy food to cook. Yep. You know,
1: roof over your head, the utilities, the water, then food, then food, and that's it. You're not gonna buy anything else. Not when you're
0: worried, when, yeah. When you have two thousand, when you have two thousand dollars to spend, right? If you don't buy anything else, then Apple is not selling their iPhones. You're not paying for your Netflix subscription. You won't have access to consume content on Google, Facebook, YouTube, and you're not gonna buy an Amazon subscription. You're not gonna buy things on Amazon. You're gonna buy things now, right? You don't. Mm-hmm. You can't wait two days to eat. You gotta eat now. So eventually, it's going to come back to bite those companies because their products and their services are a little bit more elastic. Yes, they're convenient, but they're elastic. Or they're at least more elastic than food, shelter, and all that kind of stuff. So... That's my theory. Like like I said earlier about inequality for all that Netflix documentary. Go ahead and give it a watch. Give it a watch, but understand that there is a bias. Understand yeah. that what we say there is a bias. Absolutely.
1: And also understand that whatever any politician, I mean you know this, but any politician is biased. Whenever you hear someone who is extremely wealthy telling you why they deserve tax breaks, and what they tell you is, well, I'm a job creator. What you need to think about is, how many jobs have they actually created? So, like, you could say, okay, yeah. if Bezos has created Amazon, has he created jobs? Yes. Has he created enough jobs and enough wealth for other people? And by that, I mean his employees, that he deserves to be the wealthiest man in the world? It's up to you to decide. You know, if, if there's the millionaire who inherited all their money from their parents, and they've never done anything, and they, and they say, oh, I'm a job creator because yes, I have no. money. It's like, yeah, it's them, like yeah. no, you're a customer, and yeah, that creates jobs, but you don't consume Commensurate with your wealth, like in in the same way that you, he doesn't, that person doesn't consume in such a way. Too much
0: victors, man,
1: what's going on? Yeah, it's, I don't know. (laughs) That person doesn't consume in such a way that their wealth is a reasonable explanation, right? So it's, it's this idea that, okay, fine. You go out to a restaurant every night. And so you employ those people, but you know what? I know a lot of other people who go out to restaurants a lot, and it's like, are they job creators too? Because they go to. Because guess I'm a job
0: creator at McKinney's. Absolutely, I'm of, a job creator at McKinney's because today. I go there all the time and I tip very well and yeah. I spend a lot of money so there.
1: Are we job creators there? Yes, because we're the cu- we're the customers that create the consumption that drives the demand that creates this. Yeah. Whereas a millionaire going, I'm a job creator because I pay the employees blank amount. It's like you don't pay them shit. We pay them. Yeah. It's, it's, when tells you like oh i pay i have 100 employees on staff and i'm paying them it's like yeah with my money yeah along with all these other people's money with yeah. all the other customers money it's you're not operating this at a loss you're not paying out of your own pocket just to have them yeah. there. i like, mean Woo. granted granted you
0: should be rewarded for creating this vehicle that, that consumers consumers are that your using. employees getting yeah. paid and your consumers can pay the employee you should be rewarded for that absolutely 100 of the time but at the same time Let's
1: be honest with who's really providing this opportunity. Whose money is paying their salaries? I can tell you this, the first few weeks, months, maybe it was that, guys. But I can tell you that once that operation became profitable, it's not. It's the customer's paying. It's the customer's, yeah.
0: So keep that in mind when you say, I have a boss, because you have several bosses. I have several bosses at the cigar bar. My boss isn't just the owner of the bar. The owners aren't my only boss, yeah. It's the people that come in. Absolutely. I need a good old-fashioned. Well, I'm going to try to make you the best old-fashioned you've ever had because I want you to tip me well, yeah. right? And because I love old-fashioned so much. I take, that I, 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 I know, try to so. take pride in my work. Yeah. So anyways, uh, we, need to right. ra- we need to wrap up soon. Yeah, we, let's wrap it we up. We will for sure talk about the productivity wage gap next week. I will not do any research on this. James will do all the research. That way I can come with questions. Yep. I'm going to bombard James' questions in this next week. I can't wait. Um, if you don't know anything about this productivity wage gap, then you're on my side. Shoot me questions. Let me know yeah. what you want me to ask James. Yeah, let's
1: find out. Let's let's do that. We're gonna tell you that's what we're doing next week. We're gonna do the we're gonna do that gap, and let's find out what your questions are, and we will we will we'll, we'll answer them.
0: Yeah. So James, that's your homework this week. You gotta do a ton of research. I on will. This. I will
1: be researching like like the madman I am. Yes, and
0: I'm not gonna do a single thing of reading on the productivity wage gap. I won't look at a single thing. With that said, quick shout out to Creative Brain Candy. Um, Simply Stogies, I think, talked about epic cigars. Epic, like epic CPIX? Yes, which I love those cigars very much. We used to carry them at the lounge. I miss them. Bring them back. Um, So yeah, yeah, uh, Simply Stogies podcast on our network. If you're a cigar connoisseur and a whiskey connoisseur, um, that's a good podcast to check out. Also, we have merch on Creative Brain Candy's website. Go to creativebraincandy.com. And then on the top right corner, there's a merch button. Click merch. Click Drunkenomics as a topic. And then you'll find... Shirts, hats, dog bandanas, dog bandanas, water bottles, coffee human mugs. bandanas, coffee mugs. I wish we had masks, but- No, we do have masks, I thought. I didn't
1: see them when I looked them ago sure. the Maybe
0: you could get a dog bandana and wear that as a mask. Or a regular bandana and just pop it up, bandito style. Yeah, well, that's what I've been doing. Shut up, man. All
1: right?
0: <laughs> Jeez. Well, right now I have this uh, Led Zeppelin thing. Led Zeppelin. Dude. One. If you don't like Led Zeppelin, you're a sworn enemy of mine. You are literally a sworn enemy. We can have everything in common, but if you don't like Led Zeppelin, you're a sworn enemy. Yeah, but fuck Pink Floyd. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. See, it's not just Led Zeppelin. Those are fighting words, James. I know they are. I mean, I like you for now, but the thing I keep, didn't mean. But <laughs> if you keep saying that,
1: if you... hell no,
0: nah, I do believe you get your ass kicked saying something like
1: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's where our merch is. Um, also, we have Patreon. We got another patron. Sam Edge, who has com- contributed to us for a long time, which, dude, you're the man. Um, yeah. Thanks for Cheers to you. talking to our liquor cabinets. But uh, we got another one. Um, I haven't looked into who it was. Uh, whoever you are, I appreciate your support. We're going to come up with something that we I can
1: think. Give. I think the we'll, one, and, and maybe give us some feedback on, on whether this would be good. We're thinking about, we're, we're going to do a weekly, uh, not a weekly, whoa, whoa, way too much. Yeah. Uh, we're already doing a weekly for you guys. But a monthly <laughs> yeah. um, like a, kind of AMA in our Discord Donnie Sam, we'll we'll send you out, we'll send out the invites, and then we'll- uh, You can live chat with us. And you can live chat with us, hang out, pick our brains you can tell us that we're awful whatever it is that you feel yeah, you need to it's it's
0: live chat so you can literally say whatever you want you can tell us how much we suck and how stupid we are which you're not wrong
1: um, Fair enough.
0: anyways so there's that for Patreon patreon.com dot com slash Drunkenomics. Drunkonomics Drunkonomical that'll be one of them just go to Patreon.com and type Drunkonomics I don't think there's anyone else named Drunkonomics there
1: also check us out on Facebook Instagram Twitter we're gonna be better I'm gonna be better LinkedIn too so LinkedIn check us out on LinkedIn join the uh, the up and coming Drunkenomics network just, yeah just, for sure Boy, wouldn't that be cool how'd you get the, how'd you get that job you know Kevin I don't know if we have any Kevin listeners but how'd you get the job Kevin oh, well uh, Tim Tim my guy on we both uh, like Drunkenomics we both like Drunkenomics so, and uh, we were talking and he told me that they had an opening and so that's how I got the gig yeah. Yeah. so I'm not promising that'll work I'm not guaranteeing that'll happen yeah. Okay. But you, maybe know. you will. So uh, weirder yeah. things, weirder things have occurred. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. Uh, no, pl- d- absolutely. Mainly, um, you guys listening to us. That's a pretty weird yeah, thing. That's, to me. The, <laughs> the, f- the fact that we even started this thing is weird. Yeah. But you know, uh, and we're 25 weeks into oh, it. Oh man, that's yeah, weird. I know that's weird. But uh, social media At Drunkonomical i I'm getting freaking awesome at that I should, yeah. yeah That's our Twitter handle Our Facebook handle Instagram handle Slide into our DMs Ask us questions If we said something in this last episode Or any episode at any point If we said something that was way off Let us know I want to make sure I get my facts straight Granted, a lot of the stuff I said in February is dated. So if it's off, it's because it's it was, also... Hopefully it was right at the time. Yeah, hopefully it was, which it may, it very well may not have been. But yeah, that's our stuff. Uh, I th- I'm all out of things to say, except uh... stay drunk and alcohol, my friends. Cheers. <laughs>